We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula alongside Mike Bassick on this January 2nd of 2023. Happy New Year to you wherever you're listening. Um, and shout out to the Dallas Cowboys who have this situation really unfolding well for them where they have a little bit of a shot to win the division should some things break right on Sunday. And they also have a even slighter shot, but still a shot nonetheless at getting the number one seed. But outside of even just those things, this is a team that has secured their spot in the playoffs the Dallas Cowboys have. And, you know, everybody needs them. Not even wants them. I think at this point, need is the right word. Everybody needs them to make a deep run in the playoffs. Yes. And one of the kind of common sayings is that you want to be playing your best football at this time of the year. How much do you actually care about this, Mike? Because this is something you brought up as we were texting yeah. over the weekend. And I think it's a really, really good concept or interesting concept to, to, to look at. I do care about it. Now, I know there are plenty of people that study the history of the NFL and study also the history of all the other sports. And it doesn't mean as much as maybe we want it to mean. Yeah. But it does mean a lot to me because I saw last year the Cowboys weren't really playing great going into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And then we saw them not have a very good game against San Francisco at home. And the Cowboys are winning. So the thing is, is the Cowboys beat Philadelphia. They have you know, uh, beat the Tennessee Titans recently, 27 to 13. That sounds like a good score at the end. But I got the feeling that the Cowboys, to me, didn't play well. I don't know. The, it didn't even seem like they were really motivated in that game. It felt kind of like a, a preseason game to me, the way they were going through the motions at times, but did enough to win the game against a very bad team uh, that wasn't really trying that hard. And I look at specifically the Cowboys and I go, look, to be honest, they're winning. They have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, but they're not playing as well as they were probably, I would say, in that late October, early November area. That was to me when they were playing at their best. The defense was a premium defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dak Prescott had come back and for the most part was playing well. He's not playing bad. I don't want anybody to think he's playing bad right now. But obviously there is this thing where he is going to throw an interception to the other team. They're they're going to get the ball, a free ball, and, and either... It's going to cost the Cowboys points because you were close to scoring or you're going to put the other team in a great situation to score points because they got great field position or they took it all the way to the house for a touchdown. So I look at the Cowboys right now and go, they're a good team, but they're not playing as well as I would like for them going into the playoffs. And I don't know if Sunday, if that's going to change my mind. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously you're playing a Washington Commanders team that isn't, uh, you know, uh, isn't the best. As well as they, you know, they were in desperation mode and they had to pull Carson Wentz to start, um, and that went about as well as you could expect when you get Carson Wentz starting a football game. 
But so I, I hear you on that. I, I very much felt that same way. I feel that that tension of last year. It's what I've been talking about over the last month or yeah. so, because last year I was with you. I started to see what well, actually maybe I shouldn't say that. I, I did start to notice it, but I tried to keep swatting away that, okay, yeah. it feels like they're on the roller coaster. It feels like they're not playing, you know, they're not maximizing what they have available to them, even though they have the potential to be a very good football team. And then you have the the letdown of the Niners game. And then we start going back and trying to search, well, why didn't we see this or where could we have seen this coming from? And then we go, oh, well, there's the, you know, that's the exposed nature of it. There it is in those other games back in the season. And I was starting to get a little deja vu this year. I started looking for those things where I was like, oh, okay, it doesn't feel like they're maximizing what they're capable of. And one of the big ways that that is this defense. Now, we could point to the injuries that they have had in some, in some significant places like Jonathan Hankins, who obviously you didn't start the year with him, but when he came in, he made a big impact in yeah. helping you solidify your run game to some extent. Your cornerbacks, both Jordan Lewis, who you lost a little bit earlier in the season, and Anthony Brown on the outside, even as as much maligned as he was, both of those guys helped you had like a stable pass defense that has now become more unstable. Although shout out to Deron Bland coming in and lending some level of you know good play, but also he's a rookie and there's a little bit of you know up and down to yeah. that. And then Nashawn Wright has come in and tried to grab some of that, and there's some up and down there as well, but. Without getting the sacks that this front this front seven or this particularly the defensive line of the front four were, you know, hanging their hat on, I do see this as a defense that has taken a step back. It is not necessarily in that consideration for best defense in the league yeah. over the last month of games, and I think that's a problem. Now the other well, thing, I shouldn't say a problem. No, that feels like it's too much, but I think yeah. you get what I mean. Like that it, is not where we expected it to be. You don't feel I think as if you're truly kind of looking at this from eyes wide open and not just the Cowboys are winning. So who cares type of deal? You have to go, gosh, I wish they were playing better right now. And I remember, look, I was working at another station and I remember this getting pointed out to me and I was like, no, 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 they're going to the Super Bowl. And I remember <laughs> Brandon Webb gave me his tickets. He had two tickets to the Super Bowl in Arizona for 2007 and the Cowboys were 13 and three. But I remember this getting pointed out to me and I just pulled it back up. And and look, other teams are struggling too. Obviously, Philadelphia is struggling too. So we'll get into the other teams too, the competition that the Cowboys yes. are going to have to possibly go against. But the last four games of that 13-3 and three season, Detroit Lions, not a good team in 2007. Cowboys win 28-27. to 27. Cowboys then play at home against the Philadelphia Eagles, lose 10-6. to six. Cowboys play at a not good Carolina Panthers team. They win. 20 to 13. Then they don't have to play for anything. So they don't play. And then they lose the last game, 27 to six, get the bye, And then they lose to a hot New York giants team going into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And so it can happen that way. Hopefully the Cowboys are more of the New York giants in 2007, where might not be the one or two seed, but they're able to upset a team like Philadelphia who look like that's a similar looking look to what Philadelphia is doing right now to what the premium 2007 Dallas Cowboys uh, did. But this, I guess this worries me going back all the way to 2007. Is that a team that went 13 and three? They were 12 and one going into the final three games of the season, then didn't play well their final four games. They still went two and two and they didn't even play the last game. They didn't try the last game. So you can say, hey, shut up. They didn't even try the last game. That game doesn't even count. But I just feel like right now the Cowboys are worrying me that they could lose to Tampa Bay if they play Tampa Bay. And 
I know that the Cowboys are better than Tampa Bay. Objectively. I know, yeah. But but they're starting to do things similar to last year. They're starting to do things similar to, I know I'm going way back in time to 2007 when they were the best team in the NFC. And I just look at it and go, dang it. I just, how come in December slash January, the Cowboys just can't go in with huge momentum playing kind of like, I know they have a bad record, but playing like the Packers. Like right now, the Packers are playing their best football. Who cares how the Packers played in their first 10 weeks? Yeah, I get it. It puts their record at 8-8, eight and eight, and they might not make the playoffs if they win their in. But if they play Detroit, who is playing for their playoff lives, and they need help, but if they beat Detroit, let's just say 27-10, to 10, then you go, dang it. The Packers might be the seven seed, but who's playing better than the Green Bay Packers going into this playoff stretch? I mean, hell, this was a game, like the Packers just played a game where Jair Alexander, after talking trash the week of, where he was saying like Justin Jefferson's week one performance was a fluke, backed it up by making sure Justin Jefferson only had one catch. Like those are the things that are scary. That being said, right, the thing that I've been able to, I've at least looked at with this team compared to last year, as we've kind of make that comparison this is a better team. This is objectively a better team, both offensively and defensively, than it was last season. Do you, I'm, I'm going to ask you this because uh, are they better defensively now than they were last year at the end of the season? I think so. Okay, I definitely think so because you still have Michael Parsons' ability to generate a pass rush, and like the yes, they have not been able to sack the quarterback just as yet uh, over the last month or so. But I do think I it's that. That remains something that is there, and that's uh, there's a fear factor of some sorts that exists there as well. I guess the reason, and and you know, it's always tough sometimes to remember how we felt last year at this time versus this year at this time. Right. But what worries me tremendously now, going into the playoffs, mm-hmm. and I know the Cowboys. Hey, yeah, there's a lot up for grabs in the last week of the season here. But Nishan Wright isn't good. He's below average. He's better than Kelvin Joseph. Yes, that is below. absolutely the case. I will say this, and I know this was this is not even the Tennessee game. Thank God the ref didn't throw the penalty at the end of the game because he mm-hmm. passed interfered in the back of the end zone, and they didn't call it, luckily, because the ball would have been spotted at the one, and most likely Philadelphia is going to punch it in from right. the one. We saw where Michigan couldn't do it the other day, so maybe they don't. Maybe Ooh, they, just a straight from Michigan. Maybe That's they tough. fumble the ball. But I just look at the Cowboys not having Hankins. Leighton Vander Esch is going to be iffy for the playoffs. I hope he comes back and hope he plays as well as he was. And then you are going to have to deal with a bad cornerback on the field at all times. And so I look at the Cowboys and go, hey, other teams are going to have to overcome this too. Philadelphia is now hurt. That was the point that hey, I was about to make. I don't want to make any excuses for the Cowboys. If they lose, I don't want to hear it. And I know I just made excuses somewhat, but I don't want to hear it because San Francisco is playing on their third string quarterback, the seventh round rookie. So if you were to play San Francisco and you were just, you know, they just tore us apart defensively. We were just too injured. All right. Well, they're on their third string quarterback. I don't even know who are. Is it still Will Greer? Will Greer, but he's yeah. been he's been inactive. Yeah. In the majority okay. of the what if the Cowboys had to go into the playoffs with Will Greer? I mean, that's what San Francisco is doing. I know Brock Purdy is playing well, so don't get me wrong. He's right. playing better than Will Greer, but that's what San Francisco's had to deal with for the second half of the season. I, teams are dealing with injuries, and the Cowboys are dealing with injuries, but it seems like when the Cowboys lose in the playoffs, it becomes, well, I mean, what were they supposed to do? Because they were hurt. Yeah. And so I look at this and I go with the momentum thing. It doesn't mean everything. Teams have overcome not playing well at the end and then got on a great two to three game stretch and made it to the Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl. But I just wish 
that the Cowboys were playing better football right now. That being said, Philadelphia's not playing well. Yep. San Francisco, San Francisco did have an still, over, overtime win, but I still think they're playing pretty darn well. Yeah, and I guess that that <laughs> that's a tough one to look at when you consider they were playing with the Las Vegas Raiders, although Jarrett Stidham, oh. hey man, have a day, buddy, and we'll talk about you uh, here coming up at Gridiron Gravy. But yeah, no, that you can the Niners are one that I think might be in that playing well over the last month. The Vikings? No. I mean, good luck with that. That is the, the worst. I think you've been on this all year. I'll give you credit. That is the worst 10-plus win team I can remember in a long time the, the thing that they do well is justin jefferson and i guess dalvin cook like and they show all they those well. stats on how lucky this season has been like all the comeback wins and, Lots and all the of barely barely yep. winning like next year that could easily be a team that goes six and eleven absolutely 100 percent uh it's it's a weirdly built team and i look i've spent too much time talking about them i'm done with that uh the buccaneers are also another one of those teams that have not played all that well like the reason why we are talking about the Buccaneers in the playoffs is because they are against a whole bunch of other teams. In the ways that we had talked about the NFC East in the past, the NFC South is that and seemingly worse okay. this year. And so the Bucs are a team that should not even be really one that you're considering in a big way in this way. And but we've seen the downfall of Tom Brady. This is finally the year that you could probably say Woo, that Tom Brady is... Mike is on the wash train! That being said, I do not want the Cowboys playing Tampa Bay <laughs> and there to be three minutes to go and you punt the ball or kick the ball off to Tampa Bay and it's a one-score game and you got to stop Tom Brady to win the game. I right. just, as, as much as I think Tom Brady isn't the same, not even close to the same, even two years ago when he won the Super Bowl at Tampa Bay, I just look at it and go, the last thing I want is Tom Brady to have the ball with time left to beat you because for some reason, I just think something's going to happen. He's going to hit Mike Evans. You're going to pass interfere. You're going to do something that gives Tom Brady another W. And by the way, I didn't know this since he won. Do you know that's 21 years in a row he's made the playoffs? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, I I, I like to mention luck in, in football, sports. Not yeah. in like basketball is one thing. Yeah, where when you have good players, you have a Which, likelihood. As far as I know, maybe Tim Duncan got close to that, but I don't like I, this is just impossible. Like you do did. have to acknowledge his greatness, but at the same time, I also want to point to the fact that man, you need some luck for that to happen. And like, not to say that luck is bad, because I think that everybody needs luck if you want these things to go well. But it's just incredible in the ways that obviously he pairs that being really good at football with that luck, and we've just seen. This incredible career, which makes it all the more confusing to me. Why he doesn't just want to go home? Why don't you want to go home yet? What well, more? He doesn't have a home to go to now. Well, he does have a home to go to, just not like a whole family that's going to be there every day when he's there. I'm going to ask you this question because I know we're running out of time. Yeah. Out of all the teams that look like they're going to make the playoffs, obviously six are in and there's one spot available. What team is playing the best football in the NFC? Um, I am... Uh, probably the Niners. I was about to be real reactionary and say the Packers, who are playing some pretty good football. But I just, I, I lean so heavily on, one, the fact that that defense is probably, or actually is the best defense in football. I'm willing to say that. Mm-hmm. And they just have a well-built offense due to Kyle Shanahan and the way that he goes about, the, you know, calling a team, or calling a game. So I, I do think the Niners are that. I like your answer, but I will go with your other answer and it's just because the Packers haven't they won four in a row yeah they've won four in a row and I just I look at Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFC 
I think going into fair. the playoffs, if he makes it, if they beat Detroit, he's the best quarterback, and that means so much come playoff time. Now, they would have a tough road uh, because they would be the last seed, but I, you know, you do get the best quarterback because there is no Joe Burrow. There is no Josh Allen. There is no Patrick Mahomes. They're all in the AFC. It's, it's crazy how all the best quarterbacks are in one conference right, right now, but if Aaron Rodgers makes the playoffs, I think you can look at it and go, he's the best quarterback in the playoffs in the NFC. All right. Um, it's the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, coming up next on the program, is this Mavs winning streak encouraging for you? I know Mike's excited to talk Mavericks. We'll do it next on 105.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 Fan. Reginald Atatula sitting alongside Mike Bassick. Shout out to Larry Flores on the ones and twos making it sound good. Appreciate you, my man. Uh, you can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. Of course, it is the second day of 2023, so happy new year to you all. And uh, I'm always interested. I'm, I think I've asked a few questions. One, are you at work or what do you, ha- what do you have going today? Just because... We were both surprised, Mike, when we were coming in today that it's just not a lot of people out. No, it's misty outside, but I was just shocked. And right now there's not many cars at all on 75. I guess I just felt like it was a Monday. It's I've been off obviously off work for uh, six work days, and I just thought, hey, I'm coming back in Monday. And I get a lot of people will have off, but it looks like everybody has off work today. Yeah, it feels like nobody went to work today, so let us know what you're doing. And that's not true, obviously. There's a lot of folks, especially that listen to a lot of Tolos. Retail stores and everything are open, though, today, right? Because I know on stores, January 1st, yeah. they usually wouldn't be. 
I mean, there's a good amount of retail stores. I know that obviously the folks that you know, will do ride shares or do deliveries, y'all are all out and about, and we appreciate yeah, you. I know Nike's making deliveries. There's a new Lucas shoe that just came out. His blacks with a little bit of red in it. Did you now. buy it? No, I have four different Lucas and my oh, kids. Oh, you already have four? Yeah, I actually have more than that. I just don't wear some of them, but I wear, I wear, I wear three of them for sure. I know my three three rotation, but I have some other ones that I don't wear. But he keeps coming out with with colors and then different ones, and I'm like, ooh! But then I'm like, you know, he keeps spending 110, 120 bucks right, every month right. on, on a pair of shoes. It starts adding up. Absolutely. And are you going to go ahead and take Nico Harrison's advice on how you're going to go ahead and collect his, his shoes? Yes, and um, I do. They're very. I have them on right now. They're very comfortable. I will say, uh, a lot of times Nike shoes are not the most comfortable to me. I remember I really liked a pair of Kobe's, even though. I know, rest in peace, but I was not a Kobe fan at all. I hate the Lakers, just so if you haven't ever heard me, I hate the Lakers and everything about them. I respect how good of players they have, but I I hated like Kobe, but I was like, man, those are some good-looking shoes, and I tried them on, but they were really too narrow for me. Very narrow shoes, feel well, and and so I was just like, "Ah, as much as I like like them, I just don't want to buy a pair of shoes that I don't like wearing because they hurt, but these don't hurt. Well, I mean, these, look, these are 50 a game. I, yeah, I would I would hope that they don't hurt because Luka is doing a lot of work in those as the Mavericks have found themselves on a little bit of a run here. The Mavericks have won six in a row, which I believe leads uh, all active win streaks in the NBA. Okay. And as Bobby Belt noted, this streak began when Mike Bassick took his vacation when he took his leave at the end of technically last year. I did get the Minnesota W. That's right. My apologies. I didn't think they're going to win that game. And uh, I don't know if Minnesota's ever won since. But um, <laughs> they have they're a very interesting team in and of themselves. This has been I will admit I was really wrong on this. If you go back to my Twitter, uh, I thought when Dorian Finney-Smith right about that time got hurt in Minnesota and is going to be out still another week or so. I don't know exactly when he's coming back, but I think he's going to miss at least the next three games. And I thought without Kleba, without Dorian Finney-Smith, and I know Josh Green is still out, and he, he was maybe with those guys being hurt would play even a bigger role, and he can't. I just thought, I know the schedule doesn't look uh, hard, but I think they're just going to lose. They just don't have enough role players to win. Heck, we've seen this team. They lose quite a few games when they are healthy against bad teams uh, or teams that are missing a lot of their important players. And so I am surprised and I'm happily surprised. I I don't want them to lose, um, but I I am shocked that they have gone on a six-game winning streak. All right, so just a programming note. This is going to shift up a little bit. We're going to talk to Steven at 1130 here. All right. So we'll do that here just shortly. So okay. let's talk a little bit about this. We can bring back the conversation about the Mavs even All further because right. I do have a hypothetical for All you right. further. But this is a six-game win streak, and Luka Doncic has been bananas. Oh, my gosh. Uh, obviously, he had the big 60-point game, 21 rebounds, 10 assists game, dropping like 50 points or 40-something points a game through this stretch. But the thing about it is, while he also doesn't have help and he's doing all of these things, the Mavs have won six games against, these are the teams, the Timberwolves, uh-huh. who you've noted, having some issues, the Rockets twice, yeah. a team that is actively vying for Victor Wembanyama, the Spurs last uh, last night, two nights ago, who were also actively vying for Victor Wembanyama, the Los Angeles Lakers, who notably have their issues, and the New York Knicks without Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, who I, how, I mean, however much you want right. to value that, but 
they these these are wins, but they have taken Herculean efforts from Luka Doncic, and they have also been fairly narrow victories. So I wonder how you balance those things. I'm happy they're winning those games because they weren't winning earlier in the year, whether it was the Washington Wizards or whether it was the Detroit Pistons. I mean, you're talking about bad teams, and Washington was missing Bill and Porzingis in, in that game. And I mean, you can go back and look at certain games where Denver wasn't playing. They're, four out of their five starters were out for Denver, and yeah. you lost to them. So those games were losable games and losing those games uh, in your first, you know, approximately 30 games of the year. So them winning these games, I'm happy they're doing it now because they weren't doing it earlier in the year. That being said, yes, it is taking Luka averaging 40 plus points, 10 plus rebounds, about 10 assists for them to win these games. And I think Jason Kidd said it. I, I think it was after the the San Antonio game it might have been a game before where he's just like we are asking a lot of Luca it's awesome that he's doing it it's so fun to to be a part of it this and but he is kind of saying that like hey guys we can't ask Luca to do 45 point triple doubles every night to to win NBA basketball games yeah we I mean this is the audio right here after the San Antonio Spurs game where he's talking about the ways in which they've played but also the ways in which they need to get healthy but again, you know, Lucas had an incredible week here. Um, ends the the year um, with 51, um, and now you know we move into 23, um, and we start in, in Houston. So, um, which is going to be tough because they can score the ball too. So, um, and then just understanding that we got to get healthy here soon, or or um, we're asking too much of Luca. Yeah, and that's where he's right about that. Uh, maybe Luca can keep doing this, but obviously Kleba's not coming back this year. He's done for the season, most likely. I know they're not saying that, but everything from what we hear, Kleba's not going to play another regular season game and probably not in the playoffs. Uh, didn't uh, or sorry, um, Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith should be coming back at some point in January, and I believe that Josh Howard will be coming back at some point. Josh, Josh Green. Green, I wish Josh Howard was. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, uh, but. Those guys will come back at some point in the month. I just don't know at what point in the month they're going to come back. But I I guess one thing that I'll, I'll say this. I'm going to go with positive here, Reggie, because they are winning a lot. One thing that I have noticed that they are trying to do, and maybe because it's against younger teams and teams that don't get back on defense, is they are trying to snowbird or they are trying to get out, cherry pick, however you want to call it. They are trying to get out and get easier buckets, which I think makes the game easier on Luka. If you're going to ask him to play 40 minutes and put up these 40-point triple doubles, if you can get 20 fast break points where he's not having to somewhat lead the fast break, it's outlet passes, that does make life easier on your team and on Luka if you can keep pushing that way. But you know what's funny? Over this last, over this six-game stretch, while you, while you say that, they're still third in pace. Over the six game like stretch, third in, worst uh, in the league. Yeah, third worst yeah. in pace. Um, over the six okay. game stretch so. in the league. So like they're still not okay. doing that. The thing that I noticed is that when you lost Maxi Kleba, yeah. who was one of your better defensive players, right. also in addition, like Dorian Finney Smith has been out over this time stretch. You know who was one of your best players, and now you're left with basically Reggie Bullock to do a lot of the defensive yeah. dirty work. And Luka Doncic has stepped that up in some ways as well. They've just decided, let's lean into offense. Christian Wood starting has also been part of that. Yeah. They've leaned into offense, and over the six-game stretch, second-best offensive rating in the league, only two points behind the Brooklyn Nets, who have just been on Man, fire. Thank since God you played them early out. in the year. Right. Absolutely. By the way, real quick on Christian Wood, 
Uh, and maybe it's for another discussion, but the contract situation, he's playing himself into that four-year full full, full deal. The Mavericks, you think so? Yeah, I do. I don't think the Mavericks might not give it to him, which would stink because then he just goes away for nothing. But I think other teams that will have plenty of cap space will go, so we have to pay four years and $77 million for a guy that can get us 20 and eight? Like, I just think teams will do that because you're still only halfway to a max out contract. Max out contracts now are 40 million or more per year. And so you're like, yeah, we're having to pay less than 20 for a guy. Hey, he has his flaws. And I get that Jason Kidd, I think he's getting better at his flaws, by the way. But I, I do think that the Mavericks uh, could honestly play themselves into a Jalen Brunson situation where a team's willing to give like close to 20 million a year on a four-year contract. And the Mavs, if they're not willing to do it, you just lose them for nothing. But he's playing well enough that I think the Mavs should just say, look, screw it. What's the worst? You gave freaking Tim Hardaway Jr. all that money. <laughs> they sure did. And then he's better than Tim Hardaway Jr. All right. I think that's a very interesting portion. We're going to pick that up at noon. All right. But right now, we have the Cowboys Executive Vice President of Player Personnel, Stephen Jones, on the Diamond Factory Hotline. He's brought to you by Ford. Built for Texas. Built for you. Stephen, how are you doing today? Doing good, guys. How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year, Year to you. And I'm, let me go ahead and start there. Obviously, you guys were able to get that game out on Thursday, so you did not have a game on that New Year's Eve, New Year's Day situation. How do the Joneses uh, turn bring in the New Year? Well, we were watching football. Uh, love those college football uh, semifinal games, and enjoyed watching, of course, right there in the, the Metroplex. TCU get a big win, and then. Uh, a Georgia game was exciting, and then, of course, watched uh, which were, a lot of them were good for us. Almost went three for three, but uh, watched those uh, NFL games, and uh, certainly kept Philly kept us in the hunt. And Minnesota losing certainly didn't hurt us, and uh, the Raiders almost pulled one out. <laughs> Stephen, let me ask you a question: When you're watching college football, because I know obviously you get a lot of film and everything, and that's for the off season to do that. But when you're watching these games. Do you take notes on players? Or are you just watching for more? Like, I'm just enjoying watching college football. Or are you having to take notes on possible offensive linemen or defensive linemen during the game? We're not taking notes. You take mental notes as to who sticks out. And certainly when you come around to them in the, uh, you know, you come around to them in the spring when we're scouting these guys, it's great to watch them play. And, you know, a lot of times Will will send us, uh, you know, when we're all going to watch a game, he'll he'll send us uh, who are the players that are probably going to come out and what they're great, what kind of grade. Right now, they're either an A, a B, or a C player. Is kind of where we have them. We obviously hadn't delved into the detailed grade yet, but uh, you know, certainly, to, you know, anytime you watch an Alabama play or uh, some of these teams out there, you're gonna you're gonna see some good football players. Georgia uh, now, TCU obviously has a you know, a top-notch receiver. So, you know, it's always enjoyable to see those guys play against each other. And uh, Ohio State and Michigan have their share of players. So, it's uh, you know, if you love what we do, which we do, it's fun to watch. Now, Stephen, if you'll allow me to go backwards to that game against Tennessee, obviously you lose your starting center, Tyler Biotish, in the midst of it. And I, on Friday, I believe you kind of spoke about Tyler Biotish returning to this team in the in the playoffs. But, I mean, we didn't get anything concrete. Do we know more about it, and when can we expect to see Tyler Biotish again? No, I think, uh, you know, after we get a full week with him and uh, see how he's responding to treatment, and, of course, we got the best in the business, and uh, Britt Brown and, of course, Jim Maurer, but, 
you know, we'll just see see what the week brings. But we certainly feel like, uh, you know, they feel like it's a, you know, a realistic chance that uh, they could get him ready to play for the uh, first round of the playoffs. Okay, and then we saw, obviously you talked about the other games, we saw where Minnesota, it became very tough for them on the road because of their center injury situation. Uh, how happy were you with Connor McGovern being able to go out there and, and take that spot and didn't have the issues that we saw yesterday in the Minnesota game? Well, it's just, uh, you know, anytime you get versatile players that can play multiple positions, certainly uh, – uh, Connor McGovern's sitting that role now. I mean, he played really solid at right guard when Zach Martin was out last year. Certainly he stepped up and played really good at left guard this year. And then to be able to roll over and uh, play some center for us, it just makes him, uh, you know, obviously a very valuable player. And then, you know, to have the depth, to have a, a Peters who can step in there at his spot at left guard and, and play where he's uh, had a Hall of Fame type career. And then you got Tyron Smith, who's versatile and, played his college career at right tackle as well as his first year with the Cowboys and certainly been a great left tackle too. But, uh, you know, you'd like to have continuity, but, uh, you know, in this league it's not realistic to think that, you know, the same five guys are going to line up for all uh, 17 weeks plus the playoffs. So certainly to have depth is very important and it's certainly paying off for us. Now, Stephen, we're talking to Stephen Jones on 105.3, the fan here. Uh, in this game against the Tennessee Titans, obviously weren't able to run the ball as well as you want to, and I know that that Titans front can be you know, pretty pretty good defensively when it comes to the run, but um, is there any concern about running the football, or is that just, was that, do you feel like that's an anomaly and you can be able to get back to your running ways with, you know, with your guys, Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott? Well, first of all, I love our commitment to the run. Uh, I felt like we stuck with it, even though it was tough sledding out there. But when you do that, it certainly opens up uh, the field for Dak and CD and uh, Gallup and uh, now T.Y. Hilton and Noah Brown, uh, our tight ends. Uh, you know, it certainly uh, made for us uh, that we were able to get a lot of yards and, you know, score a lot of points. And uh, that's been something we've consistently done. Uh, the last half of this season has put up uh, – you know, put up a lot of points. And I think it's because we're committed to the run. Uh, you have to take your hat off to the Tennessee Titans. They draft, uh, you know, and, and are committed to stopping the run. They draft big men. Coach Vrabel is one of the best in the business. You know, on the defensive side of the ball, you have to give him a lot of credit in terms of the, uh, in terms of his game plan and what he put together, uh, you know, to make it difficult for us to run the football. I mean, most great defensive coordinators, when they come into a game, want to, you know, they want to commit to stopping the run. They did a good job of that. But, uh, think, you know, we're able to move it uh, through the air. And uh, that's something we've been able to do consistently throughout the back half of the season. Steven, as we get closer to the playoffs, we were just discussing this. I'd love to know your thoughts. How do you feel like the Dallas Cowboys are playing right now? You know, I think we're playing really well. As, as I mentioned, I mean, we're, I think we want to you just uh, compartmentalize it, which I'm sure you can do that with a lot of things. We all know you can with analytics, but you compartmentalize the last half of the season. Our offense is as good as anybody's. Uh, certainly the defense, uh, you know, they're uh, doing some good jobs with game plans, whether it's what the Texans did, bringing up a practice squad quarterback who was a runner, uh, you know, and, and, and doing some unique things to get the ball out in, in a hurry, I think uh, conscientiously at the same time. I think that leads when you're having to make quick decisions to turnovers. And, uh, you know, we lead the league in takeaways uh, and lead the uh, league in 
take over margin, and that's usually a good recipe for, for winning. So, you know, overall, I feel like we're really playing well. Uh, I think we can play more consistent uh, throughout four quarters, but uh, uh, I think we're playing really good football, and I think we're just sharpening our pencil as we head towards the playoffs. Now, Stephen, you talked about the defense and game planning. I'm sure game planning goes a lot easier when you have Leighton Van Der Esch on the field. Do we have an update on his health status? Yeah, we're feeling really good about him, too, for the playoffs. You know, we'd be welcoming back three, you know, really good football players. And Leighton Van Der Esch, uh, certainly Hankins. And then, uh, uh, you know, if we get uh, Biotic back, uh, you know, that'd be a big plus. Uh uh, for our group out there, we all know what uh, Hankins does for that run game. Certainly, uh, Leighton's a big part of that, and uh, you know should just improve our defense as we move forward. At the same time, it's been good that guys like Damone Clark and uh, Bohanna and uh, guys like that have gotten some good reps, and uh, uh, hopefully, just keep getting better. And then this week, Stephen, I know we're talking playoffs, but this week a lot's on the line now that Philadelphia lost to New Orleans. So I know we're talking about guys being ready for the playoffs. How? Uh, important is a, a great game from the Cowboys this Sunday. You know, I just think consistency. We want to continue to be consistent. Uh, I think we've cleaned up a lot of things in the back half of the season, penalties being one of them. Uh, we all know uh, we were struggling there mid-season, uh, you know, with some penalty challenges. But uh, I think we've done a good job of cleaning that up. I think, as we said, we lead the league and take over margin and take away. We can probably protect the ball. Uh, a little better, and no one knows that better than the guy leading this team. Uh, and Dak Prescott, uh, he's playing at a high level and had some unfortunate, uh, t- you know, tips and drops that came out of hands in the other, uh, you know, into the other team's hands. But uh, uh, we we can clean some things up and we can be better. And uh, that's what we want to do as we uh, head head in to play the Commanders and know that uh, you know there is a lot of stake. I mean, you know, any given Sunday, a team uh, as we saw. Uh, you know, as we saw this week, uh, you know, you, uh, they got pro players and they pay their guys too. So we need to go out and uh, play really good football and uh, get ourselves even sharper and more consistent and win the game and try to go out and win this game and see what happens. I know sometimes the best questions aren't hypotheticals, but if the Giants end up, because they're secure at the sixth spot, if they end up kind of not playing, is it kind of scoreboard watching to see third quarter or so if you want to push your guys in the third and fourth quarter? Yeah, those are things, Mike, and, you know, we'll talk about as the week goes. But uh, right now, I know our focus is uh, to beat the Washington Commanders and play good football and not have, uh, you know, my, my history with teams has been whenever you get to, you know, whenever you're you're thinking like that, you don't play well. Well, we're going to play a half and see where we are. Well, we're going to play three court. Well, you know, those things uh, don't work out. Uh, I think these guys have to get mentally focused to go four quarters and play consistently for four quarters and, I know Mike will have our guys prepared to do that, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, I know he'll have a plan in, in his mind. and uh, You know, we'll be going over that with him, but uh, certainly not a focus. Now, Stephen, before we let you go, I mean, obviously it's the New Year's, so that, that comes with New Year's resolutions. Do you have a New Year's resolution for yourself or for this Cowboys organization or team as a whole? <laughs> well, usually I focus on myself on New Year's resolutions, so... Uh, I've definitely got some self-improvement I can do, and uh, uh, I've got a few things on my mind that I'd like to do better, so we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, I appreciate that. Mine's stretching. It, start, I, I, it, starts, it starts with my, it starts with my uh, waistline, so <laughs> it <laughs> always does. What's the one food that you love the most that you know is not good for you? 
Cheeseburgers, baby. Cheeseburgers. Mm, that's a good one. That's a strong number one seed, in my opinion. Or pizza. Pizza comes in as a as a solid uh, attempt at Pizza's that number right seed. there as yes, well. Sir. I'm right there. <laughs> well, we appreciate you. We hope that you can uh, get that waistline a little trimmer, and we're, we're rooting for the Cowboys as always. We appreciate you, sir. Sounds great, guys. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's to you, too. That's uh, Executive Vice President of Player Personnel, Stephen Jones, right here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. What, what, what was yours, Mike? What do you think? Because I feel like you would go with something a little bit more fun than just cheeseburgers. Well, obviously, I like everything that's bad for you. Sure. Um, that's, why it's, that's why you like mine it. Mine is probably sugars. So whether it's cake, cookies, ice oh, cream. Oh, you're a sweets guy. So, I d- yeah, that's the one that I have trouble um turning down somehow so like sometimes like when i'm good i can go to a place and go no i'm gonna have a good salad or i'm gonna have you know a steak with vegetables or something but man when uh there's some tiff's treats or crumble or homemade oh, yeah. cookies or somebody says hey you want some ice cream with uh, apple pie or something Wait, are I, people just walking up to you offering you ice cream and apple pie during the holidays <laughs> i feel like there's there's a lot of uh, things where I'm a good baker, so then people will ask me to bake things, Ooh, so then I'm go. baking things, yeah. and then, hey, I'm going to have one of those chocolate chip cookies I just, you know, took out of the oven, too. All right. Now we're just going to a whole different place. Go ahead and text the truckwreck.com text line. What is what is your food that you know you shouldn't eat, but you eat anyways? Because DePope88 on the Twitch line said, chicken tenders with honey. Have you done that? Like, use honey on chicken tenders? Honey mustard. Now, I will say this. What my kid is doing after New York is he loves pepperoni pizza. He puts the red pepper flakes on there, and he drizzles honey on top. And it is pretty darn good. Wow. So if you ever want to try something to get a little kind of, uh, you know, hot, sweet, savory type of deal, take some pepperoni pizza. Just put a little dab of uh, honey on there and take a bite. And I think you'll... You'll like it, unfortunately. All right. We're just going to be fat kids all through this break here, but don't worry about it. We'll get some gridiron gravy coming up next in which I know the Michigan Wolverines lost. Could they lose again in losing Jim Harbaugh? We'll talk about it next on 105 Through the Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the KNC Masterpiece asking important questions like, what is the food you know damn well you're not supposed to be eating, but you do anyways? From the 214, sour candy, like sour punch straws or airheads. Uh, from the 817. Oh, man, yeah, absolutely. Um, sour Patch Kids. I have the family size bag, like the pound bag in my pantry right now, and that's surprising because usually I buy that and it's gone within three days because Ooh. I have no self-control. Dang. Yeah, that's why I, I don't do, keep it at the house. I buy those when I'm working the Ranger games, especially the West Coast games. 
and you're not going to do post game till about 12 15 to 1 a.m so i'm pounding candy during those yeah games, which i shouldn't be me neither dude i'm in that place from the a17 pasta great way to go like I don't, you don't even have to specify one there's so many different ones that are all fantastic uh keep those coming in this is fun i want to keep doing that um but what we have to do right now is go around the entire nfl and dip into some gridiron gravy Larry's biscuits. Not, I was like, Larry's not going to dip. That's fine. With um, some honey. <laughs> yeah, biscuits and honey. Absolutely. Especially if you get it from Popeye's. Because oof, otherwise, what are you doing? Make sure you have a drink nearby. All right. Um, This one comes courtesy of Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. That um, as they reported on the Broncos, quote, one of multiple teams, as the Broncos are, that have been looking into the potential of trying to lure Jim Harbaugh back to the NFL. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines in the playoffs for the yeah. second straight year. That and family had a tough uh, weekend. Boy, did they. Uh, yeah, yeah. You had John Harbaugh losing at the very end against in a, in a tough rivalry game against the Steelers. Um, and then you have Jim Harbaugh in, well, I guess before that game, losing to the Texas Christian University Horn Frogs. There you go. We'll talk more about that as the show goes along, but it's always fun to mention that. So, yeah, remember Jim Harbaugh had that like flirtation with the NFL last year where he was really it really seemed like he was trying to go. I hope he stays at Michigan. Um I'd like for Michigan to stay good. I, I do like when kind of the the teams that you, you at least I grew up them being good is that Michigan stays atop, a and, and maybe they still could with another coach, but I'd like for him to stay there. Yeah, that, that's their native son, and he finally, like over the last two seasons, did the thing that it felt like they weren't doing as yeah. Michigan, which is beating Ohio State. Yeah. They did that the last couple of years, which is great. Um, one thing that he said when he was flirting, I know he interviewed for the Vikings job last season, um, so when he talked to the Detroit Free Press, he mm-hmm. said that that was a one-time thing, and he thought it was an intriguing prospect of chasing the Super Bowl, but then that he was like, he was back. He was here with the Michigan Wolverines. So, of course, we haven't heard any uh, any rumblings that he's considering anything, but just that there's teams that are willing to try and go get him, like the Broncos. Denver sounds like a horrible job because you're 100%. stuck with Russell Wilson, and I hate saying that, but then I saw... A his rep- extension hasn't even kicked in this right. year. I saw the report, too, that they want to redo his whole workout routine and all these things, right? Supposedly, they're going to tell Russell Wilson what you do, what you've been doing for the last five-plus years or so on your own as you become a veteran guy who has your own program. We don't want you to do that anymore. Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with telling Russell Wilson at 33, 34 years old, we want to totally change your routine and you're going to have to do what we want you to do on a totally, almost a totally guaranteed contract. I don't want that. Like, I, I wouldn't want to be Harbaugh. I wouldn't want to be, whether it's, we know that Dan Quinn is already being mentioned with the Denver Broncos possible job. I just wouldn't want to be the person to go in and say, Russell, what you do fails. It's proven now. It's a failure of a routine. You're a failure of a quarterback, but you're my quarterback for the next three years. I can't do anything about it. We're going to totally change everything you do. We're going to make a whole game plan that you don't like, but it makes you successful. I almost wonder if they would, if they have to get like a offensive play caller head coach. Cause I mean, obviously a, a CEO type head coach, I think often goes over well. I wonder if they would need to get a play caller that is so you know, dominant on their system that they would have enough clout to kind of counteract yeah. what Russell, I don't know. That's a, that's a terrible it's, situation. I think. It's a weird deal because, you know, Houston Texans, as far as I know, that job isn't open yet. It could be open, but you're going to, 
draft your quarterback that you want to shape and form and, and what you want to do there. With Denver, you don't get that. Mm-hmm. You get this is your quarterback. Deal with it. <laughs> um, let's swing around to the NFC South. We've talked a lot about the Buccaneers, but we haven't talked about this man and a dude who is kind of one of the least re- well regarded or least talked about really, really good wide receivers in this league. Whoop. Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans made history for the N- for the uh, NFL history for the Broncos or Buccaneers. Goodness gracious. Um, so he has surpassed a thousand yards. In fact, he did it in spectacular fashion, having 10 catches for 207 yards and three touchdowns last, uh, last night or yesterday, I should say. Um, he's a four time pro bowler and he has now set the, or he has extended his record for most consecutive 1000 yard seasons, um, which he already had the record of. He set that record in 2022 and he's continued that into now um he has so many or to start the season or to start a career also um most thousand yard seasons to start a career he has the second most thousand yard seasons um in general to jerry rice i believe really yeah he just has a ton of thousand yard seasons well i look at that and i just think about the cowboys most likely are going to play them and the 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 second most like consecutive okay overall there we go is that is there a way that Tom Brady and Mike Evans can get digs to not cover him? Do certain things where all of a sudden Nashawn Wright is covering Mike Evans. Oh, that's scary. And you just lob the ball up the way, I mean, let's face it, a long time ago when Johnny Manziel won a Heisman lobbing the ball up to Mike Evans a whole bunch of times, and you just say, we want this matchup. And we're going to throw it to him 15 to 20 times in this game. And we're going to see how many penalties we can get. We're going to see what can happen in this situation or that situation. And so this is why they're starting to scare me a little bit. I think the Cowboys are so much better than them. But if Tom Brady and Mike Evans are just going to throw the ball to each other 15 times and try to just get dig- – and Diggs is doing certain things right now, too, where he's not playing his best he'll football. He'll gamble. He, like, he's, he's gotten a little – I mean, he's yeah. always been a ball hawk, and he'll, he'll gamble a little bit more, and he's gotten caught on it a few times yeah. um, recently. The thing about it – I And Godwin had nine catches for 120 yards. Yeah. So you're like, okay, fine. Go cover wherever Mike Evans lines up. You go, you go cover him. And then you go, all right, right, you got to cover – Chris Godwin, and we know Tom Brady. We've heard interviews where he's like, yeah, I lie in interviews. And then, you know, and, you know he was telling the truth in one of those interviews. He's like, yeah, I know when a guy really stinks and a guy we're going to attack. And I talk really well about them during the week. So if it happens after this week is over, I expect Tom Brady to say, yeah, Nashawn Wright's a pretty good uh, cornerback and then try to throw on him 20 different times. So real quick before we go, I mentioned this earlier, but Jair Alexander of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Last week got a lot of pub for saying that the week one performance against uh, against the or his week one performance with the Vikings, in which he had eleven catches for one hundred and eighty four yards and two touchdowns, was a fluke. And people were like, "What are you talking about? He's one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not the best wide receiver in the league." And Jair Alexander backed it up, where that man Justin Jefferson only had a single catch for fifteen yards in the forty one seventeen Packers victory over the Vikings. 
And I just find that fascinating because if you are willing to talk the talk in such a big way and you back it up, that's my favorite type of player. Now, I will say this could be a great matchup. I know I'm going into playoffs, mm-hmm. but if San Francisco stays at the two seed and Green Bay wins and they're the seven seed, I think I'm going to pick Aaron Rodgers to go to San Francisco and win that game. Oof. And then maybe even go to San Francisco and play quarterback. That I don't think no, so. Not with the contract. I think he now, the but contract, I was like, yeah. well, I know he wants to, but no, that that's the two. That's the thing we talked about. Who are the two hottest teams? Uh, San Francisco and Green Bay. And there's a likelihood they play each other in the first round Which and is have great. to knock out one of. Yeah, one get of that them. out of the way. Because I don't want to play Aaron Rodgers if you're the Cowboys, and uh, I don't want to play San Francisco either because they seem to also have kind of kryptonite things that the Cowboys don't like in playoff football. That's our quick look around the NFL in Gridiron Gravy. Don't worry, we'll get back into around the NFC East coming up later in the show. But first, um, we were supposed to talk to Stephen Jones here. He called a little bit earlier, and we appreciate that. So let's get back into our conversation about Luke and the Mavs. There's been they're they're on an exciting six game streak. They have the Rockets tonight. Should be a W. But also, um, don't say that. That always ruins it. Sorry, my bad. I'll retract that. Just go ahead and dump <laughs> that. Thank you, Larry. Um, but also, if you had to trade for a particular type of player to help this team, uh-huh. would you trade for a rebounder? Or would you trade for a playmaker? Hypothetical. Hypothetical from Mike Baskin. We'll do it all next on 105 through the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 